Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Ruth chapter 2 is our reading today on day 363. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the wonderful gift that your word is to us. Please write it on our hearts by your Holy Spirit and lead us in it to the glory of your name. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Ruth chapter 2, and you see the title there, Ruth meets Boaz. And uh, this is a, a key turning point in the story. Now, Naomi had a relative of her husband, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let us go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and he said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field, or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping, and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty... Go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant though I am not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed to her roasted grain and she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. And also pull out some of the bundles for her, and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up 
and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law, with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I worked today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living for the, or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, You shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests, and she lived with her mother-in-law. So just a quick note, an ephah of barley, that's how much she brought home, is about five and a half gallons of barley grain that she brought home. So we get some wonderful insights in this chapter into both the the sort of cultural context and the life of the, the gleaners, the poorest of the poor in the land, as well as the characters of Boaz and Ruth. So just a little bit of the background. Gleaning was, again, it was the sort of the welfare system of the day. It was the poverty alleviation. And one of the indications of the righteousness or unrighteousness of a land and of a people is how well they care or do not care for their poor. So here we have the poor gleaning. They are working for their living. They are gathering what is left over after the harvest. And so in the law, God instructed his people, don't harvest your fuel all the way to the corners, but leave the corners unharvested. And when you harvest, don't be super careful to get every last grain, but leave some behind for those who will come after and glean. The gleaners would come and they would go to the edges of the field and they would follow behind the reapers and they would take the leftovers. It was work. It was hard work. They would have to work. They would have to harvest the grain. They'd have to find a way to uh, to process the grain so that they could have saleable grain and they could use some of it for themselves to eat for food and some of it they might be able to take to the market and sell to get a little bit of money to get other things that they might need like oil or cloth or something like that. But it was a very hard way to make a living and it was scraping by. This, The fact that she came home with five and a half gallons of barley was like amazing to Naomi. It was unheard of. And so that's why Naomi wanted to know, where did you glean today? Uh, who has favored you in this way? Because this doesn't just happen, right? So you can see that it's, this is a hard, hard life for these poor people. And for a young woman like Ruth, there's the added danger that she might be assaulted. She's a beautiful young woman. I mean, she catches Boaz's eye, he says. Whose young woman is this, is what he says in verse 5. She's an attractive young woman. Well, she's also someone who has no husband, who has no father. The justice system is pretty much non-existent and dysfunctional. So if a young man 
got it into his head to drag her off and rape her. There would be nothing that she could do about it, really. She would just be completely vulnerable. So, Boaz, one of the things that shows his character is that he he charges the young men not to touch her, but also wants her to stay among his young women who are under his protection and oversight. So nobody would mess with Boaz's young women because he know they know, well, Boaz, he has he has lots of servants and money and he could come after us and he could exact his just revenge. But the first thing we actually see of Boaz that shows us his character is simply how he greets the reapers. The Lord be with you. And how they answer him. The Lord bless you. Here is one who openly calls upon the name of the Lord. He's not an idol worshiper. He's not one who's chasing after Baal and Asherah and the false gods of the area. He's blessing his people in the name of the Lord, and they are blessing him back in the name of the Lord. And then the other thing that we see about Boaz is, I do think we are to read into verse 5, the fact that Ruth is probably an attractive young woman because he he sees her and he says, whose young woman is this? He's, you know, he's just curious at this point. That's what we could say. He's curious. But then once he finds out who she is, he's already heard that she has been faithful to her mother-in-law, that she's a foreigner. She's come into this land that's not her homeland. See, many within Bethlehem, many within Judah, would have looked down on any Moabite who comes in and would have said, oh, you're a horrible person. You're a Moabite. You're part of the enemies of God's people. We don't want to have anything to do with you. Boaz is capable of a level of empathy here. He realizes that for her to leave her people and come into a foreign country to people who are the enemy of her people, that takes some courage. And it's a commitment that she's made to her mother-in-law, which is remarkable and is good. So he he knows her backstory and knows that she is a person of good character. And then he also notices that she has worked hard. The servant who's in charge of the reapers says, she's the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, please let me glean and gather among the she uh, among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. So she's a hard worker. So not only is she committed and faithful, but she is a hard worker. And so we see this about her character. And then about Boaz, we see the character that he is generous and he is faithful. So, um, and, and, and when you know, when, when Ruth sees that she's being favored by Boaz, she asks him in verse 10, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me a foreigner? And I love Boaz's answer here. All that you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me and how you left your father and mother, your native land, came to a people you did not know before. Verse 12, the Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given to you by the Lord the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. If you've read the Psalms, Psalms of David, you know how important this word refuge is and how to find refuge in the Lord is so treasured. And I wonder, when I read something like this, and I know that Boaz is the great-grandfather of David, I wonder if this isn't a 
family faithfulness to just say the Lord is our refuge. We find refuge under his wings. And if that didn't come down to David and be something that he treasured in his heart from a young age, perhaps. Um, but we see so many, so many important things here. So when she goes back to talk to her mother-in-law, her mother-in-law, of course, wants to know, where did you get all this barley? And so she tells him, uh, the man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi is thankful to Boaz. And then she knows he is one of our close relatives. He's one of our redeemers. Now, what does that mean, one of our redeemers? Um, Boaz isn't the closest relative. He isn't the only one, but there is a a pattern in Israel for trying to preserve the life, the name, the inheritance of God's people. So Elimelech has died and he hasn't left an heir. So how do you provide an heir? Well, normally it would be one of his brothers who would take his wife. But if that situation doesn't work out, then then basically you go to the closest relatives. And the closest relatives would take as their wives someone from that family. And then the firstborn would actually be named for, um, for the deceased man whose line is being restored. So in other words, for Boaz here, this is going to show up later in the story as a significance when another closer redeemer, a possible redeemer comes in. If Boaz is going to take Ruth and is going to have a child by her, then the firstborn is going to be Elimelech's son legally and will inherit Elimelech's uh, land. Boaz isn't going to get to keep that if he's going to be a faithful redeemer. So, but Boaz is one of, he is a close relative, one of our redeemers. And so we'll have to wait to see more coming later. And of course, as soon as we hear about a redeemer, we think about the Lord Jesus Christ. So we'll talk about that more when we get to where the redemption is. But this is an idea of buying someone back or, or bringing someone back from a state of oppression, from a state of slavery, from a state of exile, from a state of poverty and destitution, and restoring them to a rightful inheritance is what this redeemer role does for someone like Naomi and Ruth. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful story. Thank you for Boaz and his faithfulness to you. And thank you for Ruth and her courage and faith. Thank you that we can learn much from them. But thank you even more that through them, you brought David into the world. And then many generations later, the Lord Jesus comes into the world through this same line. We thank you for our great Redeemer. Strengthen our faith in him today. And may we walk by faith in him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's Ruth chapter two tomorrow. Guess what? Right on to Ruth chapter three. Hope you can join me for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.